Say a family emergency pops up, but you live miles and miles away from family. You have to book a flight home tomorrow, but consider and adjust your work schedule. Would your finances be ready? Do you have a semblance of a plan to get the ball rolling? Having an emergency fund is important, and keeping your spending in check is key, but let's take your personal finances to the next level with the budgeting philosophy to guide your major life decisions consistently. What's up, beautiful people? We're back with another episode of the Be Chic Podcast with your host, Brittany Ball. On the Be Chic Podcast, we believe that there's a healthy intersection between money, career, passion, and purpose. Grab your notebook, turn the volume up, and let's get into it. So I'm sure that intro scenario is very familiar to a lot of you all who might have decided to move states or countries away from family to live your everyday life. But things do come up where you have to take on huge financial burdens in a short period of time. And it's important to have an emergency fund and something in place in order to address it. But what are some things that you can have in place overarching with your budget that really helps you zero in on how do I make this very important financial decision in a short period of time? And I consider this a money identity, basically creating a philosophy for yourself that you can believe in and follow regardless of what you are looking at financially, whether it is unfortunately a family emergency that you have to fly home to another state or country like I said and put in a lot of financial investment to do that or if it's a happy occasion and it's a spontaneous opportunity that also requires a financial investment how can you address this opportunity address this new um, obstacle without having to worry about how this will affect other areas of your finances, how you can do this without having regrets in the future, and what are ways that you can balance your budget in a long-term situation without having something that is a short-term threat spiral everything out of control. And here at the Be Chic, we actually have a budgeting philosophy that not only affects how we look at our money on a paycheck to paycheck basis, but how we look at our money in the grand scheme of things, how everyday activity affects investments, um, spontaneous opportunities, regular savings, having an emergency fund, having dreams that require financial investments that you just need to be prepared for. All of these things are connected and although they might not always directly affect each other while you're making these financial decisions at different points in time, they are connected in a way that you have to be very strong-willed and determined to treat your money in a certain manner consistently in order to find balance across all of these areas. So it'll make sense once we get into the examples that I go through. But what I love about the Be Chic budgeting framework that I've built over the years is that it addresses all areas of your money, including spending, saving, investing, and borrowing, so that you're able to create at least a framework for yourself of what you 
do on a consistent basis, like creating your identity, creating your philosophy in order for all those areas of your money to work together. Now, why this episode now? Well, I am launching a new online community soon called the B-Sheet Collective, where we develop these philosophies and strategies for our money together and then actually put them into practice. You know, we practice what we preach, but we walk along this journey together because coming up with a plan, coming up with strategies, and even going all the way down to the daily tactics does not mean anything if you are not consistent and following through and in the right mindset. And that is most effective when you have a support system, when you have people cheering you on and people who know where you're at on your journey, they understand where you're coming from and they can give you advice because of that. And so that is the community that I want to form with B-Sheet Collective. And in order for us to all be on the same page about the awesome benefits of being in this kind of community, I thought it'd be important to share what is in a money identity or money philosophy and why it's important to have these things in place along with your support system, who can be obviously your family and friends, but also your online tribe who is walking through this process as well and understands where you're coming from. So you have probably already heard some of these things or at least the overarching ideas throughout the years in the podcast, because like I said, these are things that I have developed over the years from my own experience, literally from battling different emergencies, opportunities for investment, opportunities for moving. You know, we were very fortunate in many of the times that we moved, whether it was interstate or across states. Because we had the financial cushion, it made it a little bit easier. And at times we didn't have the financial cushion, we had a strategy to put ourselves in a better position to get everything done that we needed to. And so um, I've created what I call belief statements for the B-Sheet Collective and just for the brand in general that I talk to in all of these podcast episodes, they revolve around this, but they also help make up a positive money mindset that allows you to be most informed and be most effective with the decisions that you make with your money. So these principles or belief statements are things that I literally follow and it helps me live a more abundant money life but also pursue the things that I want within the means that I have. So I may not be able to get everything that I want right now, but I am happy and I am striving for uh, my goals one step at a time with where I'm at with my money. So keep all of this in mind as we go through the different areas of our belief statements and then the actual budgeting philosophy. So B-Sheet belief statements are basically what I keep in the back of my mind when creating 
my budgeting philosophy or helping others create their budgeting philosophy. And then also things that I remind myself of when I find myself slipping out of abundant money mindset. So basically having toxic thoughts, encouraging myself to make poor decisions out of fear or doubt. So these are the things that are essentially my affirmations when it comes to my money. So I believe that a financially free life can be lived at any income. I also believe that intentional spending is the root of successful budgeting. I also believe that every woman has a money generating idea inside of her that can help her get to the next level of her money management. And my last belief statement is that there is a healthy intersection between money, career, passion, and purpose. And that one may sound familiar because it is the core of this podcast. So all of these belief statements are things that truly drive the money decisions that I make on a daily basis, but also in those times where I am forced to make a quick decision that has to do with a lot of money or that has a big impact It gives me something to be tethered to and to be rooted in when making that decision versus doing what happens to feel right and feels good at the time, but might not necessarily be the best decision for me because I'm looking at it from a very narrow perspective while being in it. You may know the phrase that hindsight is, you know, perfect vision, but You don't always have that luxury when making your financial decisions. So you have to have some type of framework that you can at least rely on. And these are the things that I remind myself of to make sure that I'm always in a positive money mindset, but also making the best decision possible for future Brittany, knowing what she like strongly believes in about her money from the past, present, and hopefully still in the future. I say hopefully because these things can continue to evolve as I continue to live through different financial situations. I continue to learn more about the economic landscape or even myself. Just being able to have a starting point is what makes this super helpful and super impactful with my everyday and um, sporadic money decisions that I have to make that can really influence how my life turns out in the future. Now, hopefully you do not get confused by all of these terms that I'm using. But like I said today, I'm helping you create your own budgeting identity or budgeting philosophy based on how you spend and what you believe to be true about your money. And you want to use statements that are positive so that you're always making the best decision for your present you and future you. So those statements that I said earlier are like our affirmations. They are the things that keep us on track when we plan on veering. They are our visionary statements that keep us tethered to the hope we have and a successful money life today and tomorrow. So when it comes to our actual everyday activities, this is where we get into our budgeting philosophy, our tactical things for our money. These encompass those key areas of our money that I mentioned earlier, like your spending, your saving, your borrowing, and your investing. I like to think of them as rules or automations that I put into place in order to 
make a good sound decision at the snap of a finger without having to put too much thought into it, but still make the best decision for myself or at least what I have deemed to be the best decision to take all of the hard guesswork out of my everyday life. So when it comes to spending, my philosophy boils down to having intention with everything that I do. If it is frivolous spending, it's most likely not in the budget or it's most likely a waste of my money. So whether I'm operating on a budget or not, I believe that is an imp- that it is important to always have intention in how I am spending my money and that will help me move closer to operating within a budget without overspending. So that's the first pillar, so to speak, of our budgeting philosophy when it comes to spending. Next, when it comes to saving, it's all about being consistent. And I say that consistency comes from having a habit. It is very hard to save regularly with discipline. Discipline is truly a finite resource for humans and being consistent is easiest when you're able to make it a habit. And when it comes to savings, what I say is to automate it. Do not think about it, set it and forget it. And that's how you can make sure that you always work within the budget that is left over because you don't even consider that savings part of your budget. It's already called for, it's already spoken for. And using the excess is what you determine your budget off of. Having that consistency that is habitual will allow you to continue to build your confidence in your budgeting and your money management so that you can grow to the next level with your money, where it may become more active because you've already accomplished that base level of savings. Also, it helps you prepare for what I call lean seasons, seasons in your life where you may be making less money. You unfortunately have a higher rent payment. We are living in a recession and you are making less money, work with more expenses. Having that savings helps balance those periods out with those times where you have a more abundant season in your life. So, so far we talked about spending principles and saving principles when it comes to your everyday budgeting. And these, again, are connected to a positive money mindset and they help you address those emergency things like having to address a family emergency that you have to take a flight for or a long road trip that requires a financial investment or something exciting that is out of the norm of your budgeting, but you want to be able to make a decision about it without thinking on it too long and it being a benefit to future you. Next is borrowing. (laughs) Now, take this with a grain of salt because I'm someone who has struggled with credit card debt in the past. But honestly, if you can, only borrow money when necessary for schooling, just to raise your credit score, um, for things that you can pay back in a reasonable amount of time without paying too much in interest. And then also, don't use forms of borrowing like credit cards and short-term loans to live above your means. It's unnecessary and frivolous. 
if you really want to portray something that you're not, do it frugally. (laughs) There is a way to look chic, polished, and put together every day without going in credit card debt at some store. It is possible. It just takes a bit of creativity. That creativity will definitely pay off in the future when you have a better credit score, you're having more money come in, that you can buy those things instead of putting on credit that gives off this persona that you wanted this whole time, but you were already exuding it just at a different level. There's so many benefits. I won't go too far into that. But when it comes to borrowing, aka credit or um, loans, do not overdo it. Stay within your means. If you can't pay it off right away because, hello, why are we using credit if we're paying the card off right away? Don't go too far above your means. Calculate how much you can realistically pay in monthly payments and don't overspend more than that in order to make credit work for you because it is possible for it to work for you versus you working for it. Credit cards and and loans and stuff like that are not the root of all money evil. They can be used effectively when you um, exercise a bit of self-control. And honestly, like the best way to do that, because like I said, discipline, self-control is hard to do. Don't even dabble in it and save yourself from falling down that wormhole. And then lastly, investing. Investing is very important, at least in a 401k or any type of retirement fund, just so that you are looking out for future you And um, that's another one where just doing it, getting in the habit of doing it regularly pays off, especially if you are still in your 20s and um, it has enough time to compound. So making sure that you are consistent, even if it's small amounts, makes a big difference. Autopilot is better than nothing. And then once you get to a certain point with your money, then it's time to invest in investing by getting some education on what route you want to take to invest more aggressively with excess money. So recently I started looking into um, trading and there is a course out there by a black woman that I found who's doing very successful with that. Um, So I am going to look more into that when I feel like I'm at a point where I have the excess to do that to help generate more income for myself through investing, but you want to make sure that you have basically hit all the baseline things. So your savings, your 401k, before you really start rigorously investing in other things. That wraps up the core things that I do with my money on a regular basis when it comes to spending, saving, investing, and borrowing. And if you want to subscribe to this as well, because I've already laid it out, go ahead. If not, what ways can you basically set rules for yourself when it comes to your spending, saving, investing, and borrowing? How can you take the mental stress and work and capacity out of your everyday money management, but still making the best decisions for yourself? So... 
I talk a lot more about this in some of my past episodes. I recommend that you check out the Financial Literacy Month series that goes into greater detail about all of these, especially addressing the scenarios that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, because these happen to us all the time. We are in situations where we have to make a decision right away with our money and we have to make the best decision possible, but we may not have all the information needed to make the best decision possible. So what are some things we can pull on from the past? What are some things we can pull on from our goals that we've set and our best self, like our highest self when it comes to thinking about our money? What can we do today that would make her proud? So keeping those things in mind, listening to those other episodes, really digging into what could your philosophy be that will put you on the right track to not only making sure that you have the savings in place for this, but making sure that you make sound decisions that do not derail you from reaching your goals, your money goals for the rest of the year, for the rest of the decade, (laughs) for the rest of your life. Because you are already employing all of these tactics on a regular basis that supports your overall growth and money health moving forward. If you are wanting that support from other people who are doing the same with their money, definitely consider joining Be Chic Collective, we will be launching soon, and I don't want you to miss any updates about that. So if you are interested in the Be Chic Collective, I encourage you to go to bechicu.org and click on the community tab and join my waitlist. So when we do finally launch, you will be able to get information about how to get in and how it's set up right when it releases. Okay, the last thing I'm going to ask of you is to save, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Also, leave me a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so that I can continue to serve you and others like you with Bichic Money advice and career advice and talking about our passion and purpose. If you want to talk a little bit more about your money situation with me or just share that you got something valuable out of this episode, take a screenshot and post it on Instagram and tag me at the B Chic. So I'll talk to you all again next week. Thanks for tuning in.